Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome then to Embrace Debate. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, here every Monday live, 10.30 a.m. here on the Fans First, uh, or excuse me, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, um, powered by Fans First Sports Network. You can follow us on Twitter, First Fans First Sports Network. It's a growing, growing network uh, from the friends over at SB Nation that came over and built this at Fans First underscore SN. You can follow the Keep Pounding Podcast Network on Twitter as well at keep a KP pounding underscore FFSN. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, Monty Fetty from the four man rush, Cody Lashney from the Carolina cat Chronicles in the house with a whole new bed of things to debate this uh, Monday morning before we get you off for your work week. Fellas, how was your Memorial day weekend? Good man. Go ahead, Monty. Can't complain, man. It was, yeah, it was yeah, not it was, eventful, brother. It was like, uh, just hung out. So can't complain really now. Hey, sometimes that's all you need. Just do nothing. You know, and out there, everything have to be go someplace, do something. Um, that's all I did. I didn't cook out or nothing. I had a bunch of family asking me to cook out. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Plus, it was raining all weekend, so it was pretty wild. But uh, we got a lot of yeah, stuff to chop. It wasn't. Out. It was an ugly weekend. Yeah, it was like needed a boat. Like it was crazy. So to stay. I got a buddy of mine down from Illinois who uh, came to visit. So uh, we've just been chilling. Had oh. some baby back ribs. So you know, I'm well fed. I'm uh, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to do the thing, man. Let's get into it. We got a uh, Panthers OTAs going on right now. Uh, we'll chop into some uh, some uh, players are getting attached to the, uh, the Carolina Panthers out in free agency uh, potentially. So we'll we'll get into that. If you want to participate in the debate, you can always do so either on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio Facebook watch page or at YouTube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Just comment in the comment section. Uh, we'll be able to get to your comments or questions uh, as we're going. And we can see uh, people starting to file in right now uh, as we get going here on a beautiful Monday, June uh, morning. Let's uh, let's get into the first debate here, guys. Um, I got into it a couple of uh, folks on my morning show, uh, the rundown Saturday morning. Um, Jalen Gilkey from WFMY News 2, who comes on. He's always badgering me about Panther stuff. He's a Ravens fan. And uh, the one that's obvious was, should uh, 
where should DeAndre Hopkins land? And he was like, I know where he should go. It should be Carolina. And that blew into like a 15-minute debate about why he should be there, why he shouldn't be there. Um, so I thought it'd be a good debate for us. Should the Panthers rethink their decision not to pursue free agent DeAndre Hopkins? And I say rethink because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Scott Fitterer and uh, the coaching staff of the Panthers basically came out, I think the day he got let go, um, and said that there was no interest in signing DeAndre Hopkins. Should they rethink that decision to pursue him? Should DeAndre Hopkins be a member of the Carolina Panthers this year? Uh, Monty, let's start with you. Um, yeah, I, I initially when the news came out, I was I was kind of against it, you know, or not. I don't want to say against it. I, I it wasn't my top priority at the time. I believe that, and you know, I still kind of believe that we we need to add another pass rusher or corner. Uh, but as time is going on, I've kind of grown on to the idea of of bringing DeAndre Hopkins home. I, I think that, you know, you can never have too many weapons, you know, especially when you're talking about a rookie quarterback. And um, and yeah, man, it was like it's just it's time to bring him home. And I, I think he'd be a great receiver, especially even if, you know, if we got him on a short term deal and, uh, you know, you could allow other young receivers to develop behind him. Um, and yeah, I feel like, you know, I don't believe he's going to get the, you know, the high free agent uh, ticket price that he's going to ask for. So, yeah, I think you definitely should bring him, uh, bring him home. Cody, your thoughts on this should. uh should the Panthers kick the tires on DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, I'm a Clemson fan. This is oh, the easiest man. thing in the world for me. I, I love me some DeAndre Hopkins, man. And, like, listen, so now that we know Leonard Floyd signed a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills, it really feels like the Carolina Panthers aren't even aggressively trying to pursue another defensive end. You know, and is, you know, basically the two biggest names left are Jadavion Clowney and Yannick Ngakwe. And I don't know if those are guys that you would like aggressively pursue. Maybe you would try and sign them before the start of training camp. But I mean, listen, man, we have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract that you traded up to number one for. Surround him with every weapon possible is my is. I mean, that's what I think that we should do. And I know there were some rumors that potentially DeAndre didn't want uh, another rookie quarterback throwing to him. But I, I think beggars can't be choosers at this point. You know, reportedly a bunch of the other teams that were the big names that were uh, potentially going to sign DeAndre have apparently backed out. I don't know if any of that's true, but if I'm DeAndre, I'm looking at the landscape and Carolina is just as good of a destination as any other place that they could possibly go right now outside of Kansas City and Buffalo. And frankly, I don't know if either of those two are, are in the cards for him. So absolutely, sign D-Hop, bring him back to the Carolinas. This is the easiest thing in the world, man. Here's, here's my problem with the whole thing. He hasn't played a full season in like like three years, four years. Now, I know last year he was suspended for PEDs, but he was using PEDs to get back on the field because he'd been hurt uh, the past couple years prior. He's 30. Um, we already have a over 30-year-old wide receiver in Adam Thielen. I've been seeing things where uh, una uh, unanimous or unknown NFL scouts or coaches or whatever anonymous have said that his legs are shot, that he can't run anymore, uh, which is one of the reasons why he got cut. Um, plus, I don't know what he's going to ask for. Like, I don't want it to be an OBJ situation where basically he's on a one-year prove-it deal with us and then he, he has no intentions of staying here. Like, he's just going to leave afterwards, which I feel like would kind of happen here. I, I would be more interested – This actually, the debate started with uh, – the Panthers don't have a number one wide receiver. And my retort to that was, I don't know if they have a number one wide receiver or not. There's some guys that could step up and be the number one wide receiver potentially, but do we have one in name? No, but I don't know if you necessarily need one. 
to actually win a Super Bowl. Like, who was Pat Mahomes' number one wad out last year? Like, not counting uh, his tight end, not because that's tight end. Was he? See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do you necessarily yeah. need one, or do you just need like three or four dudes that go out there and get get a catch? And I'd yeah. rather have that, you know. And and that's why it doesn't worry me that much. Even if these rumors uh, about his legs being shot, which by the way I don't believe, even after the six game suspension, he was on track for having a thousand yards. It's just that offense was bad with Cliff Kingsbury over there in Arizona. Um, and I also think that a lot of these GMs are like trying to lower the price. Of, of DeAndre Hopkins right now because he wants more than maybe some other teams can stomach. But the fact that we do have a bunch of young guys at the position already, Terrence Marshall Jr., Jonathan Mingo, DJ Chark, like you're not having to give DeAndre this crazy workload. You know, it's not like he's the only target that we're going to be pushing the ball to if you were to come here. So that's why it doesn't necessarily worry me that much. And again, I just don't other. I don't know what other player is available right now that makes the Panthers that much better compared to what DeAndre Hopkins would do. Yeah, I mean, plus a lot of it's wait and see because the argument against Terrence Marshall that I was getting was that well, he only had like 600 yards last week or last year or whatever, and I'm like, well, the Panthers weren't throwing the ball. <laughs> like we were running for like 170 yards a game. Like, and then before that, the first six games of the year. Terrence Marshall Jr. wasn't playing for some reason. Like he was buried on the bench after he got drafted by Matt Rule. And then Matt Rule forgot he was on the roster. So it's like, yeah. we don't really know what we have. Like with him, he showed right. flashes at the end of last year. And he came from that 2019 LSU offense where pretty much every skill position on that offense has pretty much flourished in the NFL for the most part. So right. let's see what he can do. I think it's I think it's Terrence Marshall Jr. I think he could balloon in that. Jonathan Mingo. I'd rather, I'd rather see what we have with these two young wideouts that we've drafted the past two years then go out and get a 30 year old wide receiver and expect him to just slot in and be our number one like it just feels like it goes against their plan you know like everything they've done up to this point it doesn't seem to match like what they've done with everything else so i, I don't think they'll go after hopkins but uh while we're here is there another spot that would be a better what's the best place for him to land like in a, in a world where there's no salary cap there's no uh restrictions or anything Where, where's the one place if he landed you go oh that's gonna be trouble i'd like to see him in baltimore man um i, I think baltimore <laughs> him and lamar jackson yeah him and lamar jackson would be crazy you know i think him and uh, I, I think add odell beckham add uh, zay flowers and then deandre hopkins that's a scary receiver core that's, and then you have yeah. you know mark andrews as a tight end that's that's scary man that's so funny because that, that was actually my retort on my morning show Saturday. I was like, what about Baltimore? Like, Baltimore hasn't had any wide receivers. And OBJ's coming off of a major leg surgery. Like, he didn't play last year. Yeah. So, you can't really depend on him. Plus, I'll be honest, OBJ might be one of the most overrated wide receivers uh, of our generation. Like, he basic to me, his whole thing is on that, that one-handed catch. That one-handed catch against the Cowboys. His whole career has been based off that, pretty much, it feels like to me. Like, he's got his money off of that. He has, I mean, has he really been – all pro level? No, I think so. he hasn't. Yeah. I mean, it de- it depends I, on. I mean, he was in a bad situation in Cleveland. And by the way, my answer uh, for DeAndre actually is Cleveland. I yes. think he had he had his best years uh, with Deshaun Watson throwing him the football. They have Amari Cooper over there, but when you add DeAndre to that offense, and they got Nick Chubb, I believe they still have Kareem Hunt. 
it, it, so they would they would have a full arsenal uh, to be able to compete, and that division is now really really strong. You know, with Baltimore Ravens, you know they're trying to go to a pass happy offense. Everybody knows Joe Burrow is cold. The Mike Tomlin's always going to have the Steelers playing well. So I, I think probably Cleveland is. I think we're going to end up seeing him sign with Cleveland. Yeah, or Kansas City somehow. Like, I don't even know how Kansas City would have the money to do this, but it just seems like that would be something that they would try to pull off and put him with, yeah. with Mahomes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if they do that. I thought Cleveland, too, for the very reasons you mentioned, Cody, putting them back together with uh, Deshaun Watson. Because uh, they played together at Clemson, right? They were on the same. Yeah. Uh, no, actually. Deshaun, was he older? Yeah. De- uh, DeAndre oh, no, was. Houston. Yeah, DeAndre was uh, drafted. Yeah. yeah, they both went to Clemson, but they didn't play together at Clemson. They met up in uh, Houston. Uh, in Houston, right? Yeah. So they still got those Clemson Tiger ties and everything else. Yeah, and man. That would that would work in Cleveland, I think. Uh, so yeah, I don't think the Panthers are the best spot for DeAndre Hopkins. I can understand people trying to match it together. Panthers got a bunch of cap space; they can absorb it. But again, if you don't follow the Panthers like we do. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense fiscally, like for them to do it at this point. They'd be eating up. I think they have like twenty three million in cap space right now. You know, Fitter wants to keep six or seven million off to the side for emergency signings and things mid season. And I don't know if they want to absorb that whole rest of the amount they have just on DeAndre Hopkins. Like it just doesn't feel like that would go along with the, the meticulous plan that Frank Wright had put out that got him the job in the first place. So I'm trying to follow what they're doing and ask myself, does it make sense to what they've done so far? And the national media is not really doing that. They're just grabbing a name, grabbing a team, and hey, that looks good. Why don't we put yeah. them together? Like that, that's yeah. and that's kind of what's going on right now. Um, welcome to everybody in Embrace Debate on this Monday morning, June the 5th, 2023. Uh, next question coming up, and it's a good one. Who is the most important Panthers defensive player going into the 2023 season? Cody, I'll let you set it off. Yeah, I'm going JC Horn. And I actually just saw today that uh, he said he has to be available. So he already kind of knows the conversation being had around him, the fact that he's been injured uh, two years and he's missed a good bit of games. Uh, listen, I think when J.C. Horn is healthy, he is a premier shutdown corner in the NFL. And I think a lot of people in the media would rank a bunch of guys over him. But I think he could be the very best. And we just haven't seen enough of the sample size for him to be able to prove it, right? We all know that the pass rush begins and ends with Brian Burns, but I, I really do think that um, being able to shut off an entire half of the field and with the zero ever, I'm hoping now that we're going to see him travel a little bit more. Like, you know, let him – so, for example, if we're playing Atlanta, keep him on Kyle Pitts and just, you know, lock him down. And I, I really do think that in order for our defense to play fast, our defensive secondary is really going to have to be aggressive and really going to show up. A lot of people have questions about uh, Dante Jackson being injured a lot. Um, you know, CJ Henderson, pretty much no one believes in at this point. I mean, we're talking about Rajon Wright, you know, undrafted free agent as someone that people are wanting to step up. So to me, it begins and ends with J.C. Horn because we just don't know what else we have, uh, you know, at that position. It doesn't seem like we have a high-level corner like J.C. Horn. So, to me, it's J.C. It's a very important year for him, and I think he's going to be the pivotal piece of this defense. That's a pretty good one. Monty, what you got? Who's the uh, 
most important Panthers defensive player coming into the 2023 uh, NFL season? Yeah, I I got to go with Brian Burns. I know it's the, probably the easier pick, um, you know, between the two or between the guys in our defense. I think that you know when you take Brian Burns off the field, you definitely see and notice that the lack of lack of pass rush that we have. Um, and you know when he's on the field, I feel like he he's now developed and and you know imp- impacts the game on a consistent and regular basis. So yeah, man, I, I Brian Burns will be my guy. Um, I definitely agree with Cody that you know J.C. Horn probably will he probably will be my second guy there. But I think that, you know, just the impact that he makes on the, you know, play play by play basis. I think that when he's not on the field that, you know, we definitely see the, you know, the impact of him not being on the field. And you could also say the same thing with J.C., uh, you know, because when, when Dante, Dante, feel how you feel about him. He's up and down. He's hot or cold. You know, so I feel like when he's not on, when J.C.'s not on the field, you have a somewhat maybe decent corner with Dante. But other than that, you know, I feel like we have a, a very thin corner room as well. But I, I think, you know, Brian Burns is the engine that, ke- that keeps that uh, defense going. Uh, and, I, and I'm really waiting for them to hurry up and pay him, uh, you know, to see what that contract's going to look like. Yeah, that's another thing we didn't touch on in terms of uh, salary cap space when it comes to Hopkins. They still got to pay Burns. Um, and I'd imagine they want to yeah. do it before the season instead of letting him get into the season. And uh, that never works. Whenever a team decides to – be like, hey, uh, we're going to let you play this season. We're going to see how you play, and then we'll we'll gauge it after the season's over and pay you then. They always pay more. <laughs> always. They always pay more after they let the, the player have a prove-it deal. And I don't think you want Burns to, to do that. Go ahead and lock him up now. It's always going to be cheaper now than than if you wait till later and do it. Uh, ask Dallas and Dak Prescott, um, you know, about that. Or, hell, ask uh, Lamar Jackson, you know. Like, he's still got his money in the end. Yeah. But, but, you know what I mean? Like, it's still more than what they wanted to pay him to begin with if they just did it two years prior. So uh, hopefully they're not going to wait too long on Burns. I was going to mention Jeremy Chin. Um, I'm really excited. And I think we mentioned this last show. I'm really excited to see what they do with Chin in this defense. Uh, if they do what I suspect, and he's going to play this Troy Palomalo role, then he could be the guy that's just disrupting everything at all levels, like all year long. Um, if they're going to use them in that way, it sounds like they are the way they've kind of described it. They really haven't given a whole lot away in terms of what his role is, but from the little crumbs that we've gotten, it sounds like he's going to kind of play that Rover position. Uh, that's not really safety. He's not really cornerback or linebacker. It's just like, he's just out there. <laughs> he's just like center field, like just kind of policing everything. And I think that's the way to go, uh, with him. So I think he'll have the most opportunity, uh, to make an impact defensive wise, so I'm kind of looking at Jeremy Chin. J.C. Horn, I thought of as well. Uh, I think J.C. Horn could have an all-pro year this year if he stays healthy the whole season. He's yeah, top five, maybe, cornerback in the league right now. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Jeremy Chin worries yeah. me because, I, I, you know, I, I feel like he's, you know, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Because at this point, I mean, this is going to be the last year on his deal before we have to sign him. And we still argue and debate about what position he plays. Is that like, because some, of the coaching so, staff here before not knowing how to use him? Or I yeah, so I mean, it, it kind of is like that. But I, I feel like Averro intends to use him the same way. But I feel like you know, in the final year of his contract, we still don't know where Jeremy Chen best slots into this defense. You know, they they signed Von Bell. Got kind of similar players, you know, that that box type of safety. Some people want him to play the linebacker, but I don't know if the coaches really intend to put him there full time. 
I, I, I don't know, man. Jeremy Chin's a bit of a conundrum to me, but I'm excited to see what they do with him. Yeah, so we definitely need to figure that out. Uh, there's a lot of uh, distrust for uh, quarterback C.J. Henderson in the, uh, <laughs> the fan gallery right now. Um, he This is a prove-it year for him, too. They did not give him his fifth-year extension, and I'm very glad they did not because uh, he does need to prove it. Like, I mean, yeah. this is a former top-ten pick uh, just two years – in 2020, like three years ago. So, I mean, let's see what it is with C.J. We might have a dominant rough there, but I, I'm, I'm not getting my – my hopes up too much. Is there a bird in my house? It sounds like there's a bird in my house. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> it's like right at my window or something going on. Um, uh, BNB Chirac vet says we should have got PS2. Uh, Patrick Sertain, I think. Didn't he get picked before we got a chance to pick, though? I think. Didn't Miami grab him? Well, before? we picked JC and then, well, we grabbed JC and then P, uh, PS2 in the very next. Yeah. So. Oh, so they were both there. Uh, I think I that's know, how I, I, I think we were drafted JC. Right, right. I don't even care. I would take JC over PS2 all day. I remember me. I remember me and Monty arguing on Twitter about it before we even drafted him. I, I, JC was my number one corner. I just think that he's a dog, man. He hasn't even been healthy, and that's really the only knock against him. I think talent for talent, I'm, it's I'm a big knock. JC. Yeah, I know. No, no I doubt. Think- but I, I just think talent for talent. I'm taking JC over over Patrick Sertan. So I got a bonus question here. I think it's more of a – No, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, think I got delay, fellas. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I think it's just more about preference between JC and uh, Patrick Sertan, man. Um, I think both have arguments for the who's the better corner. Um, I've always, I, I'm a technician. I used to play corner. So I, I like guys that are, um, you know, more technicians. And I feel like that's who Patrick uh, Sertan is more of the technician, more of the more. I feel like he's a better fit in, in a lot more schemes than, than JC. That being said, I think JC Horn is, is an elite talent at corner. So I think it's just all about preference, man. Did you play? You play high school ball down in uh, the Charlotte area? Uh, in Georgia, yeah, I played um, in Paulding, uh, East Paulding, uh, the Raiders. That was my okay. high school. Team. I was gonna say yeah. Georgia's a different. Georgia's a different animal than. Uh, <laughs> North oh yeah, it's a whole different, yeah. whole different beast, whole bro. Different whole different beast. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. I did see that. Uh, I think Huff is playing some big Georgia team like week one. Uh, they're going to play at Memorial Stadium actually. Um, yeah, say Chambers playing somebody from Georgia too. Uh, so. They're, yes. they're uh, Smooth is a big high school. Yeah, Smooth is a big Georgia high school uh, football fan. You know, he he probably can tell you uh, all the top t- all the top ten teams in uh, Georgia for high school uh, level. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, high, Georgia Georgia football is probably up there with like Texas and Florida, in my opinion. You know, those are some of your top tier elite shelf mm-hmm. states for football, and Georgia's right right up there. We're just now figuring it out up here in North Carolina that we needed more than four classes. Like they're finally yeah. going to uh, <laughs> South Carolina has five classes and North Carolina has four. Like right now, uh, they they just voted to move it to a, a minimum of seven classes, starting with the 2025, 26 season. So we're super geeked up here uh, for that. Finally, we will actually get teams that are actually around the same size playing each other instead of uh, big powerhouse teams with like 4,000 kids at the pop in Charlotte playing like a school with 1600 kids up here in Kernsville. So um, again, keep, keep pounding podcast network. Do us a favor. If you're watching this right now on uh, the tobacco road sports radio, YouTube channel, do me a favor, subscribe to the channel. Anytime we're live on Monday, you'll get a notification right before we come on. So you can get situated and watch it um, along with the other programming from the keep pounding podcast network. We're going to be on throughout the summer, giving you news on the Panthers uh, on Twitter. You can follow us at KP pounding underscore F F S N. 
Uh, follow the Fans First Sports Network as well. They're the ones that power this network. Follow them on Twitter at Fans First underscore SN. Uh, bonus question before we get to the main event uh, this morning. Um, it hadn't happened yet, as far as I know. I, I hadn't looked at my phone since I sat down. But uh, rumors that the uh, Minnesota Vikings are going to release running back Dalvin Cook. Should the Panthers kick the tires on Dalvin Cook? Uh, and this is a little bit of a different situation than DeAndre Hopkins because with Cook, if he gets cut, that's a little bit more of a manageable, okay, I, I can see them giving him six, seven million dollars for a one-year deal or whatnot and putting him with Miles Sanders in the backfield. That sounds disgusting. Now that I said that out loud. Uh, Monty, would you want to possibly bring in Dalvin Cook uh, if he becomes available? Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I said it months ago when it was rumored that he may either be traded or cut that. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook. I mean, and that's the thing. I think we're going to be a, a power run offense. We're going to be uh, run. the off, We're going to be a run running team this year. You know, and I think there's just no way around it. you got a rookie quarterback. You have a good offensive line. You know, we ran the ball very well last year. I think, you know, you upgraded your running back position with Miles Sanders. So why not go get Dalvin Cook? You know, I feel like Dalvin Cook is, you know, is the better back between the two. And I feel like he's. He's kind of closer to what you were looking for with Christian McCaffrey than Miles Sanders. Not saying that Miles Sanders can't be that back. So, yeah, I've, definitely why not? You know, if we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins, there should be no reason why we're not talking about Dalvin Cook as well. Um, I feel like Dalvin Cook it has probably more trade on the tires now left in his career than what we also see with DeAndre Hopkins as well. So, um, yeah, man, having that uh, backfield with Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, and then having, you know, having the weapons that we have now, I feel like we could be a very scary offense in the NFC South. Well, convince me. Let's go get him because, uh, <laughs> you know, a whole lot of convincing. But, Cody, uh, what are your thoughts here? Uh, Dalvin Cook, kick the tires on him for the Panthers? No, man, not at all. Literally not at all. And let me tell you why, man. It comes down to philosophy. We have seen too many teams, time and time again, find these late-round running backs or undrafted free agents that come into the NFL and start balling. The Panthers never learn their lesson. But it doesn't matter, though, man. We never learn our lesson. We the Panthers have always overpaid at the running back position. Like at one point in time, we had Jay Stu and D'Angelo Williams on the books. Then we make Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back in the NFL. I just feel like uh, using more free agency dollars on the running back position right now, it's just a little bit redundant when you can still get good production out of guys that don't necessarily have the name of a Dalvin Cook. I would much rather get another wide receiver. I would much rather invest in another defensive end. And you know that we're going to have to pay Brian Burns. So it's like, even if you sign Dalvin Cook, you're probably talking about a one-year deal anyway. And to me, it's just like, it's only a one-time thing. I just don't agree with it. I do. I fundamentally disagree with using a lot of your dollars on the running back position when so many times it has been proven that these younger, unproven guys can but come we don't in know and do numbers. How old is Dalvin Cook? We don't know how much what what he's gonna be asking for though. Yeah, he's not old. He's like twenty seven. So and we don't and, and we don't know what he's gonna be asking for. You know, I feel like we're talking about adding weapons, and that's what we're talking about with DeAndre Hopkins, who's also older and hasn't been, who hasn't played a full season in two years. If we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins, there's no reason why we shouldn't be talking about Dalvin Cook. And and I feel he's, like he Dalvin Cook is more than just a running back. And yeah, I'm sorry, Des, what were you saying? I was gonna say you're right. He is twenty seven. He'll be twenty eight August the tenth. So um. 
out of uh Florida yeah. State in 14. So yeah. It just seems like a band aid. Yeah, I, like, I just think yeah, he might have convinced me the other way. Uh <laughs> that was pretty quick too. Um because- and, and like also the Donovan Peoples is his name, uh the undrafted free agent. I, I would like to see what we have in him. You know, I, I know everybody likes to hate on Chuba Hubbard. I'm not ready to give up on Chuba yet. Just as long as we're not passing him the ball, uh, we should be all right, you know. I like Chuba, to be honest. Like I, I do too. I, but that's I like a form him. of offense though. You 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 gotta pass the but you know, that's the thing. That's a form of offense. And I think that's the thing that we don't have. We don't like Dalvin Cook would immediately come in here and be the best pass catching running back we have. You know, even better than Miles Sanders. Oh, so I, I mean I I think you, you can't say just don't throw yeah, I mean, Miles Sanders, if you look back in Philly, he wasn't really the best pass catching back out of the backfield. You know, and then Dow is, like I said, closer to what you want with Christian McCaffrey than what you would have with Miles Sanders. So, I mean, I, I, I get the, the running back contract thing. I mean, that's a fair argument. But if we're talking about adding weapons, go ahead, go get Cook, man. Yeah. Um, Why didn't the Vikings resign him? Well, see, that's the thing. I'm sitting there poking around now, and it's like uh, the Vikings might change their mind. Like, they never cut him. Uh, yeah. And now stories are starting to come out where are the Vikings torn on whether or not to move on from Dalvin Cook? I'm seeing that on NBC Sports right now. Uh, he's getting linked to the Dolphins. If he lands in the, in Miami, that offense. Ugh. Yeah, that's Two pretty nasty. Three, uh, <laughs> you have Tyreek Hill at wide receiver, Waddle on the other side. You'd have – didn't they just draft another wide receiver? And you'd have Cook in the backfield. That's the AFC East is turning into an arms race. Like between them, Buffalo, uh, man, it's crazy that New England might be the worst team. In, well, they are. They're the worst team in that in that division as it stands right now, I believe. Um, even the Jets, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, they, they got a top five defense. And now you got Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback. They got some pieces, too. So and New England sitting there with Matt Jones. Uh Actually, you went to a lot yeah. of places. Somebody mentioned it in the comments. A place for uh, Hopkins to land? What about New England? Well, why would you want to go there? Like, Matt, like, does Matt Jones, is that minute, minute, what minute. he, I don't know. Well, I don't even know how much they out like that either, yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Vikings have a, uh, Yanel says, Vikings have a history of not keeping top offensive players. Uh, White Chocolate Express says, can't trust Tua. I'm giving Tua this year because the injuries he had last year were kind of like you, you can't really stop it from happening uh so i mean th- this year will be critical though because if he if he has a head injury or something this year you're talking maybe career like you're starting to trickle over into luke keekley territory yeah. in terms of like really having to think about are you gonna keep playing or not um patriots signed that big tight end from miami uh that's what cja is saying there so um the main event for today and it'll be going on Throughout the entire month, and this is something that's going to be really cool. You guys can really help us with. We decided we are going to build a Panthers Mount Rushmore, but the way we're going to build this is going to be in a democratic type manner. So each week, Monty and Cody will each bring one nominee to the table for the three of us to debate. Out of those two, we're going to debate that one versus the other. Uh, it'll be majority vote. So whoever gets two votes will end up winning and move on to Mount Rushmore. Over the course of this month. You can only nominate a player twice in this situation. So say, for example, uh, I don't know, Joe Blow gets nominated here in this first segment here, and he gets defeated by Joe. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Joe Smith or whatever. Joe Smith goes on to Mount Rushmore. Joe Blow can only be nominated one more time in the series uh, as we go. So a little bit of strategy going on in terms of where you want to bring. It's kind of like playing spades a little bit, like where you want to drop some of these nominees. You might not want to throw your big card down right off the bat. You might want to kind of play the field a little bit. And in the end, hopefully we'll have something that's going to be pretty cool. and It'll be kind of we'll kind of dissect it. Who really deserves to be on this uh, this Mount Rushmore? So. Let's go ahead and get this thing popping. We'll try to get this in over the next 10, 12 minutes so you guys can get off to work and everything else on this Monday. Um, slot number one debate for Panthers Mount Rushmore. Who wants to drop their uh, their nominee in first and their argument for? Yeah, I, I guess I'll go ahead and go first with this, man. Uh, like, look, there's a whole bunch of Panther greats, but only one of them made me love the Carolina Panthers. And that's Cameron Durrell Newton, man. Here we go. Like, we had this debate about, you know, whether or not he would end up being in the Hall of Fame. That That's whatever. When you're talking about the Panthers, there is not a player that put the Carolina Panthers on the map like Cam Newton. He you know made what? the Carolina what? Panthers must, must watch TV. Hold on just a second, Cody, because I didn't fully explain. Yanel's is asking, uh, what are the parameters of this Rushmore for the Panthers just the best? I probably should explain that before we went into it. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, notoriety, stats, uh, accomplishments. What do they mean to the franchise overall as a whole? Uh, memorable moments. Like It's it's all of that hodgepodge into one thing. Like It's like the greatest, uh, when you talk about the greatest NBA player of all time debate, where it's like, it's like Jordan LeBron. And I always look at it like, who was at their who was the greatest at their peak? It's not about who played the longest, who has the biggest numbers. It's who was the greatest at the peak of their career compared to someone else at the peak of their career with all of those ingredients added in. And that's how we're going to get to this uh, slot. Sorry, Cody, go ahead. No, I mean that's uh, you know, I, I just I, I just think Cam Newton did so much for the Carolina Panthers that a lot of fans don't even truly appreciate. That you know we were we were balling so hard, man, in, in Cam Newton's prime, and I just you know he made it fun. He made it fun for the fans doing the Sunday giveaway, smiling ear to ear. You know, uh, Cam he's always said he's like a big child, and you know it, it really puts it into context that these guys are playing a game for a living, and, and that was never lost on Cam. Is that this is a game. And he was going to have fun playing the game. And if you were a Panther fan and you weren't having fun watching Cam having fun, there's something wrong with you, bro. So, I mean, maybe other people could say the other players are more important than Cam. But to me, Cam did so much for this team. He's got to be my first pick. So here's where it's going to get tricky because I don't know where mine's going to go with this after the the rules we just laid out because it's not a lock that Cam Newton's getting in here on this first uh, try. We were just talking about first ballot Hall of Famer. He might not be a first ballot Panthers Mount Rushmore guy on Embrace Debate. So uh, (laughs) who who are you pitting Cameron Jarrell Newton against here in this first battle? Oh, y'all know it. It's um, in 
this is just a testament to how much he was an impact to my fandom as a Panther fan. I have his jersey framed and signed in my apartment here. Um, it's Steve Smith Sr. Um, I, you know, I, and it's hard to bet. It's hard to bet against the, uh, Cam Newton. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's hard to bet against Cam Newton, man. But, um, hey, when we talk about what a player has done for this franchise, we don't even talk about the Carolina Panthers before Cam Newton if it's not Steve Smith. Let's oh, no. We don't talk about – we don't <laughs> no, even think no. about, Cam, I mean, the Carolina Panthers as a franchise before Cam Newton if it's not Steve Smith. Um, you know, Steve Smith arguably uh, – well, he was the last Triple Crown winner before a Cooper Cup that just went. And that record that he held for, like, over a decade. So let's just throw that out there. I also feel like when we're talking about just – Best trash talkers in NFL history. Steve Smith got to be one of the best trash talkers in in the sport. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, as a kid growing up, the one thing I remember as a Panther fan, it was like, dude, on Sundays, the one thing you could not go without watching is seeing who Steve Smith was going to dunk on or who Steve Smith was going to embarrass, and then let you know that he was going to embarrass. Like that was the thing. It's like Steve Smith would beat you, turn around, and let you know, well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be here all game. I'm gonna beat you all day. And best, um, best yeah, man, I just I don't think there's far. any. Oh, dude, it's not not a question. So you know, uh -huh. I think Steve Smith is a dog, man. <laughs> He's my number man, one I, guy. You know, and, I, and that's, I, I think I've said I, enough there. I didn't expect this. Uh, I should have, but I didn't expect this. So we got a we got a good one here. Um, now again, <laughs> I can't repeat what Panther Pickle just said, but uh, if you're watching, you can kind of see what he's got. On his <laughs> he's absolutely right. The, the, the game has gone off the rails and and slot number one. Now keep it in didn't mind, take long. Like I said, keep in mind one of these guys is going to lose this. They can only be nominated one more time over the next three weeks as we fill these slots. So uh, we have to be very careful with what we do here. I'm I'm so worried we're going to leave somebody off that. Like we're gonna look back on it and go, how did that happen? <laughs> like, how do we leave that guy off the list? There's, you can argue both sides here. Uh, the the whole peak argument I just had. Who had the greatest peak between the two? I mean, Cam had an MVP league MVP season. Yeah, but Steve Smith was playing at a higher level for a longer period of time in a Panther uniform, was he not? I mean, Steve Smith played from oh yeah. three to. Till he left at pretty high level, 2014, 2013. Yeah, so I mean, that's mm -hmm. a decade. I mean, he was uh, yeah. Cam's peak is what like three years, maybe four years. Like yeah, but man, Steve Smith didn't have the whole world dabbing, bro. I'm telling you, I, I love some Smith. I love him, man. But mm. I just think the heights that Cam Newton reached were, they, I mean, they were unparalleled. And look, if you look back at that 2003 team that when they went to the Super Bowl, that was a loaded team, man. Moose and Mohammed, they had Julius Peppers, Dan Morgan, like they had they had, they had a squad. That might be Cam, my favorite Panther squad, to be honest. Cam though. Newton willed a bunch of, uh, I mean, a bunch of who's anybody's at wide receiver to the Super Bowl. Let's man, be he was easy. a one. Let's it was the one man. Cody, let's let, let's let's be Superman. Greg Olson is a Hall of Fame tight end. I mean, let, let's let's. Greg Olson is a Hall of Fame tight end. Okay, who else? And, you know, <laughs> okay, and, who and else? Jonathan Stewart finished like eighth in. Jonathan Stewart he finished like eighth in rushing yards that year. Like, let's let's be easy. Okay, but uh, Greg Olson on that team. I mean, what what, what wide receivers did yeah, he have? Man. 
I Olsen. mean, Ted Ginn, I, love, I love Ted Ginn, but it's like his best wide receiver was a tight end. That's my entire point, man. Cam elevated an entire offense to another level. Everybody thought that we were going to be terrible after Kelvin Benjamin tore his ACL in practice that year. Oh, Panthers are done. Nah, Cam Newton said otherwise, man. Here's here, here, what details saying is it entertainment or peak performance. Smitty a cut above Cam for being the best longer. It's not just entertainment. Like it is a, again, it's an embodiment of everything. Like when, you, when I'm thinking Mount Rushmore, who are, who's the who are the four guys that exemplify Carolina Panthers keep pounding the franchise? Like if you want to put four guys out there that say this is my team, these are the four guys that represent my team. That's what the Mount Rushmore should be. I, I get a feeling that both of you guys are eventually be on there. Maybe. Based on these rules, maybe not, which is kind of crazy. But uh, there's a lot of back and forth going on in the uh, in the chat about this because uh, uh, people are people are utterly confused as to what to do here. Um, Cam, there's some, Tam, Cam had Luke Keekley had TD. I mean, they had a was that a number one defense that year in 2015? They were up there. We I know number one scoring offense. I think Denver. I think Denver. Yeah, I think, Denver, I think Denver was number one. You're right. Because uh, I think yeah. the Super Bowl was the number one offense, number one defense is what it was. Uh, yeah. uh, well, CJ's going through the defense. Cam had KK Short, who was all pro. Uh, yeah, but maybe he lived not, in a trash yeah. quarterback room and drugged the team. Uh, Jake DeLone wasn't trash. I mean, he his arm fell off, basically. Literally, like after 2000, I think it was the 2009 season. His arm just fell off. Like it literally yeah. just, he could not throw the ball anymore. I've never really seen it happen that way. Because 2008, we went, we went to the NFC Championship game. Uh, that was the year double yeah. trouble. Uh, my boys, Jay Stu and uh, D'Angelo Williams, both 1,100 yards rushing uh, from scrimmage. So, I mean, they were hey. running the ball a lot. But hey, Jay guys, I'll say this. But four interception type games. <laughs> we're, we're like, what is going on here with Jake yeah. DeLone? So, go ahead, Mike. Hey, I, and I, I'll, I'll say this as well. Steve Smith, if we're talking about just performance-wise, I think historically he still has one of the best playoff games ever by a receiver against Chicago, um, you know, in the NFL. So if we're oh, yeah. even by talking about before, like production-wise, Steve Smith is one of the best receivers to ever play in when it comes to playoffs. Like when the playoffs started, Steve Smith was the best player on the field, you know, in his prime. So, I, I mean, I love Cam, you know, and, and Cam too. arguably would be my second pick. But Steve Smith is is number one in by by walk off in my opinion. That's 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 a good point too. There was a point where Steve Smith might have been the best player in the, in the NFL, probably 05, that triple crown year. Uh, Cam Cam had an MVP. Smitty had a triple crown, which has only been done like twice in twenty years in the league. I sub son. I don't think it's been done since Smitty did it. Has it? Are we gonna say that Cam Newton wasn't the best player in the NFL in two thousand fifteen? For that year, was- yeah. Absolutely. Who was better? I mean, no, for 2015, Cam was by far the best okay, player. Okay, but let's take the Panther bias out. I, again, I love me some Smitty. I'm not trying to take nothing away from him. But were there multiple years in a row where he was the best player in the NFL? I mean, over Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or, uh, a bunch of there great There were multiple years Cam Newton was the best player. There was not multiple years where Cam Newton was yeah. the best player. No, yeah, there wasn't. The no, he was the best right. player. Right, but that's my point. They both have one year where they were the best player in the NFL. I don't know if Smitty just has 05, though. Like, he was he was considered a top three wide receiver for a healthy stretch. Like, Yeah, and – and, and that's the thing. I think if we're going to compare, if we're going to compare the two, Steve Smith was a better was better at his position longer, longer than Cam Newton yeah. was as well. Mm. See, that's so. the thing where it's going to get Cam because Cam's 
Cam's career is almost like Bo Jackson at this point, where it's all con- all the good stuff's condensed in like a four year period. And if you weren't there to see it, I, I worry that eventually it's going to float away in time. Like we'll remember the big things, but some of the smaller stuff we'll just lose. Like as time goes on, because it happened so compactly. Right. Smitty, we got a decade worth of like peak level performance. So, like it'd be different if he was just like uh uh like a, like a Josh Norman where he was like average okay. for most of it then he just boom one year like, right. he just has a, like a, a fantastic year and, and like his whole panther uh, right but i would i would it. i would say to that the quarterback position is more dependent upon other positions than wide receiver is if if you're steve smith all you got to do is beat the guy in front of you and 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 beat the coverages a quarterback is in charge of much more of the offense than it is of the wide receiver. You have to have a good offensive line, which Cam almost never had and was still able to overcome most of the times. Never had uh, an elite wide receiver core outside of a couple of years. So as I can't, the quarterback uh, is like, he's the CEO of the football team. He had much more responsibility as the quarterback than, than a receiver has. I mean, quarterback's more important than wide receiver. That's, that's all true. But, the, the question is, who's the most important Panther, you know, like between the two, like which one out of these two would who gets the slot first between Steve Smith and Cam Newton based on how they played as a Carolina Panther. That's the difference between uh, deciding which position was more important or who had more on the plate or like who who did their position better. Did, did Cam play his position better in 2015 than Steve Smith did in 2005? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Like Smitty got MVP votes in 05, a wide receiver. Like I, I I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I say if we're comparing 2015 to the, I, I'm, I would lean Cam in that regard because I mean because you know it's it's hard to debate even as a triple crown winner. It's hard to debate against the MVP and you know Cam had 35 touchdowns that year, um, and you know he was a he was a freak of nature that year. So I mean so yep. if that's another the argument, I probably would lean. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah Russian, if that yeah. was the argument. I would lean Cam. Uh, but if we're talking about the, the totality of their careers here in Carolina, Steve Biff is the better player between the two. Yeah, I kind of mm. because Steve Smith, if like who's more Steve Smith, Steve Smith was never voted the number one player in the NFL amongst his peers. That's true too. Uh, Cam Newton was. That's not true. That's not true. That, that's yes, not true. Is. Matter of fact, if if you actually go. If you go back and look at what was it, the top 100 players, like you literally have a couple of receivers saying it was when he 2005, what receiver was better than him? There was no receiver better than him in 2005. But no, but what Cody's saying is like the actual list after it was voted on, like the Cam NFL is top 100. Yeah, and Smitty yeah. never got that high, even though he made a head. Are you saying he was never the number? Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he, I get what you're saying that there was wide receiver saying he should be the number one uh, guy on this list, but Cam well, was the number one okay. overall player on that list for 2016. Uh, voted on by i've always wondered about that list too because it always felt like it was there was something the way they did it was weird because they would do it off the year prior but they would never take into account what was going on with that player going into the season like if he was hurt or, or something else going on so um hmm, we got to vote uh because actually now that i know this was gonna go this long i'll know be able to uh plan it better for next week we'll probably just start off with this and just go with it um yeah the the comments, man, the the you know, the, the people watching, they're having a hard time with this, trying to figure this out. This is a really good one to start off with. I did not we did not plan this. I did not know who they were gonna pick uh before they picked who they did. And I don't think they talked it over with each other either. So we got a Cam Newton versus Steve Smith. 
slot one debate. Uh, who better? Who better to take the first slot than either Cam Newton or Steve Smith? So, right. Oh, man. Um, right. So, you know, how this works. Majority rules here. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be the deciding vote, and I was hoping it wasn't going to be me. But, uh, Monty, uh, let's just <laughs> who you got here for your vote. Cam Newton or Steve Smith Jr. for slot number one on the Panthers Mount Rushmore. Agent eighty nine, ice up, son. You know, I'm I'm going with the I'm going with the guy, C Smith. Money. I I mm, yeah. I can't really <laughs> I can't there's I don't really have an argument for either one of them really, but uh Cody. Ace Boogie with the one time, bro. A super cam. So it is what are we doing, man? Well, 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 if y'all are watching this, help me out. Help me, please. If y'all are watching this, because don't put this on me. <laughs> don't put this on me, y'all. There's 85 people in here watching this right now. Please don't put this on me. Somebody help me out here. Help, please, in the comment section, somebody help me. Everybody uh, in the chat room, in one word, either Cam or Smitty. Yeah, Cam or Smitty. So I can kind of Cam see or going. Smitty. Put them up. Put them up. Again, hey, I'm, re- I'm reading the chat, fellas. It Smitty is winning right now. Just I think Smitty out. is winning right now. Uh, now keep in mind, if Cam doesn't win this round, that doesn't mean he can't be on the Mount Rushmore. It just means he can only be nominated one more time over the next three weeks. I'll be curious to see where Cam's name pops up uh, next time here. Like I said, it's gonna be like Spades. It's gonna be like you got the big Joker. You're just waiting. You're waiting to throw it out. You don't know when you're gonna throw it out. But you got it. So you know you just got to wait until it's the right time to throw it out there. And uh, I think both y'all just threw uh, aces out at the same time. Um, Cam, rookie of the year, 51 Super Bowl appearance, top 100 player, MVP, broke all quarterback rushing into T-Rex. See, the problem with this is that I'm the advocate for Cam getting into the Hall of Fame first ballot. Right. <laughs> I'm the one that's like, look at all these records. Look at what he's done. These will never be broken, blah, blah, blah. But when I when I have to pull it out to I'll, Panthers. I'll raise it. Go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead, Monty. Help me, help me, help me, please, help me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Des. Um, but I even the Hall of Fame argument, we're talking about will Cam maybe get into the Hall of Fame versus Steve Smith, a bona fide Hall of Fame player. Like even if that's, that's the argument, point. yeah, it's Steve that's Smith. But you say bona fide, like he didn't get in last year. We're hoping that he gets in this year. It's not as easy as you make it sound, man. Like I don't think either one of them are going to get first ballot Hall of Fame. Uh, but Smitty, just because there's so many wide receivers in front of him, like he's just not going to get it first ballot, even though maybe he deserves it. Cam, I, that's I think more Cam's relationship with the media and off field stuff that just were quirky because the media votes on this. I don't know if they'll vote him first team or first ballot, but he's going to get in too. I just don't know when it'll be. Uh, if I had to choose from the two of them, who's going to get in there first? It's it's gonna be Smitty. Um, damn, details right. It's close, but I think it's Smitty by hair. Uh, and I feel comfortable with him being the it's, first selection. Like, so it's it's probably too late. But on the on the C three channel, I put up a poll. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Smitty winning. Uh, yeah. Right now, Steve got seventy five. Cam got. But it's it's moving. Cam's back up to thirty. Yeah, can't st- uh, Smitty's at seventy percent right now. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, so I think uh, and people were people were voting. People were voting in here. One for Cam. One for Smitty. One for Smitty. One for Cam. So I mean, it's it's pretty even in here. It's well, it's not even. It's it's leaning Smitty. Uh, but Cam's got plenty of uh help uh in terms of this. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Cam's gonna get in. Uh, I think we're gonna have to go Steve Smith. Uh. So Steve Smith is going to be our first ballot Panthers Mount Rushmore 
Slot number one, Steve Smith Jr. Uh, wins it over Cam Newton. Now, again, guys, doesn't mean Cam Newton's eliminated from this. It just means that he can only be nominated one more time. The next time he comes up, though, it's going to be uh, hard times for Cam Newton because it'll be elimination time for him if he don't make it past the next person that uh, that he gets nominated against. I have no idea who's going to nominate him. I have no idea when they're going to do it. Uh, next week. Oh, I'm going to get Cam Newton in. That's a promise. <laughs> I'm worried you're going to do it It's going to be like Cam versus Luke Keekley or something. I'm like, oh, no, no. What have we done? I was going to say, bro, bro, I'm going to get Cam, Cam Newton. Yeah. I'm going to get Cam Newton on this Mount Rushmore come hella high water, bro. I'm telling you. Panther people saying, call Jay Stu. Ask him. Stu is on vacation. Uh, I'm actually leaving for vacation as soon as this show is over next Monday. Like, literally, the car will be packed as soon as we're done. I'm packing the family up and we're heading down uh to the beach for a week uh everything will be unplugged so uh don't at me like the whole week um <laughs> so like uh we're we are on a break uh skylar callahan's actually at uh panthers otas um he actually tweeted out i think you had retweeted it monty that uh um bryce young had put uh ygm on skates on one of the uh one of the drills that they had so for those that are worried about Bryce Young getting hit or touched or anything. Sometimes it helps to be smaller. It's harder to grab you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes it, it, it's a it's a benefit yep. to not be too big, uh, where they can't just wrap their arms around you. So we'll we'll see uh, about that. But um, I think it's yeah, it's Steve Smith. So Steve Smith uh, is going to make it on a two one vote. I'm curious if we're going to get like a, uh, a unanimous decision or something on one of these. Uh, you would think, but and I'm wondering how far back we're going to go because I know both of you guys are younger than me. Uh, I feel like I have to kind of keep the torch burning for like the the O three guys, the the Sam Mills and the Lamar Lathans and the Kevin Greens and the guys that from ninety five, ninety six, you know, the yeah. uh Steve Burlines and those guys need to come into consider well, maybe not for Mount Rushmore, but they at least need to be mentioned uh in terms of Panther greats. So right. um this is pretty good. JSU said Cam was nice, don't get me wrong, but this vote is respectful. Uh, Justin Long says this is embarrassing for our fan base. What's embarrassing about Steve Smith making the <laughs> what? <laughs> how is it? How is Steve Smith making Mount Rushmore first over everybody? Embarrassing for the fan base. I think most of the fan base would agree that it's probably Smitty. If you if you paid attention to how they acted when we let him go, <laughs> clearly it's Steve Smith. Uh, so uh, Panther Pickle Cam won't be a Hall of Famer. We're saving that, We're saving that debate. I know we mentioned it at the end of every show. That's going to be uh, a fun one. Maybe we do it free-for-all style like you guys do it over at C3, Cody, where we let others come in and talk a little bit on that because uh, that's a big topic. Uh, Cam won't be a Hall yeah. of Famer. So we'll, we'll get into that too. Next week, um, any news that comes out from Panthers OTAs, we'll have that there. Um, might see if Skyler wants to stop by and give us a little news break or whatnot. Uh, cool. See if he wants to do something like that. And we'll get into this slot number two, Panthers Mount Rushmore uh, debate. I have no idea who these guys are going to pick. You guys can help us. Uh, vote this on Steve Smith is the first uh, selection for the Panthers Mount Rushmore we will be back next week 10 30 a.m live here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel uh, subscribe to it if you haven't already youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio uh, you can actually hear the audio of this on the Fans First Sports Network here shortly uh, again don't forget to follow us on Twitter, KP Pounding underscore FFSN. You can find the Facebook page the same way. Get all the latest news and notes from the Panthers coming up. For Cody, for Monty, I'm Dez. We're out. Have a great Monday. Embrace the bait. Keep pounding.